Thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you guys are here. I am your host, Winnie, and I would like to deeply welcome you guys to my podcast, Yin Cha, where we drink tea and we chit chat. In this podcast, I'm going to share my life experiences, beliefs, and values of the Chinese culture. The biggest problem was being different. Growing up, I was bullied for being Asian, my skin color, and how I looked. These kids said all kinds of racist comments and stereotypes, but I ignored them. It wasn't until I matured that I began to appreciate my Chinese roots and my cultural heritage. So you might be wondering, well, what gives me the right to teach this? I have studied Chinese for 10 years, allowing me to gain knowledge about the origin, literature, philosophy, and history of one of the world's oldest civilizations. Moving forward, as we get to know each other, we drink tea, I want you guys to know that there are three important pillars that my podcast follows. Honesty, appreciation of others' culture, and inclusivity for all. If you are interested in a challenge, then what I would like for you to do is take a risk today. Whether that is trying a new food for the first time or learning about a new culture, be curious, my friends, and have an open mind to new experiences. I invite you to leave your comfort zone and enter your growth zone. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Yamcha with me. I am Winnie. Today, before we begin our special episode, we always begin with our expression of the day. Today's expression is going to be 世界和平, and that means world peace, an ideal place where freedom and peace and happiness comes about. It's going to be relevant in today's episode. Before we begin, let's have our tea ready as we chat and we drink tea. Please welcome and meet my lovely friend, Mia Tom. Mia, thank you for being my first guest appearance on my podcast. It it really means a lot to me because when you hear new perspectives and new voices, brings a lot of unity together. And studies have shown that if you're around people who are different than than us, Mm -hmm. you tend to be more creative. To introduce you a little more, you're a former dancer, you're a music artist, you're a fashion brand owner, you work for UNICEF, an agency for the United Nations. The United Nations, I'm sure they're responsible for providing a lot of humanitarian service, especially to children in in, in developing countries. What was that like working for you in UNICEF? It was great. Honestly, it was one of the things on my bucket list, so to say. I always wanted to work with children in some capacity, so this opportunity was like a dream central. I basically was the conference services host. So I would host the meetings for all of the humanitarian organizations and the workers there. And I even got to go into the United Nations building for Women's Day, which was a really great event. And just be in that type of international atmosphere and doing something for a great cause. Because at the end of the day, we work for children. It was it was a great experience. I was watching a Beyonce It was like a United Nations video. And one of the quotes that was said on the video was, one day, 
one message, one goal to inspire people all around the world to do something good, no matter how big or small, for someone else. That's beautiful. That <laughs> is beautiful. And it kind of ties into a saying in, in Buddhism, you always have to do good in people. If you do good by people and you add yeah. kindness, mm. you know, there's a saying in Buddhism, it says, think good thoughts, say nice things, do good for others, and everything will come back. Where it's Absolutely. Like, it's like what you put out to the universe will always come back to you tenfold. But everybody needs to always remember, you know, it's all about you. It, it might sound self-centered, but it's not. It's about how you react to things. The things that you consume and think always makes a difference. Negative things will happen. If not, you're, if you're positive, positive things will happen. It's a process, but it's a true process. Celebrate our roots and our culture. This helps to understand ourselves a lot more and also our position in society because you're able to learn about other people's culture. And then when you do that, oh, I actually didn't know that. You're able to learn something new. Right. So with that said, do you feel like there's a culture that you most identify with? I was born in New York, Harlem. I pretty much grew up in Finland, Europe when we moved when I was about like four. It was always something which box do I fit into or how can I make myself be like everybody else? But the fact mm -hmm. is, you're not and you're not supposed to you're unique being and i don't feel like you need to be boxed in or classified into anything specific obviously i'm a person of color i just live my life you mentioned that you you were mixed right mm -hmm. did you ever feel like you were unique because of that and that you maybe you look different than everybody else because in parents skin color wise you, you look different or do you think it was the opposite where you felt discriminated because of how you look and i say that because in when i was a child like growing up in, in public school mm. you know i was discriminated because i was literally the only asian in my class so everyone was like all these asian stereotypes and it's like eventually i've gotten used to it but i felt discriminated like i i didn't like being Chinese or I didn't look a certain way compared to everyone. Yeah. Did you mm -hmm. feel the same way? Certainly growing up in Finland was like a very different type of experience. There was still a lot of racism and uh, there probably still is. However, at that time, like growing up in the 90s, there wasn't that many people that looked like me. It's automatically different guess I kind of developed my personality around that because somebody doesn't want you to join then why would you force it you know what I mean you're just gonna be yourself like you're gonna find your own tribe things where you feel comfortable and accepted and that was also a part of why I moved back to the states in the mid 2000s because I felt like I want to live my life less targeted on certain areas don't get me wrong it was a very privilege to live in Finland like honestly we had everything like cars job very good education it's very clean everything works things on time glass cage almost so you can only reach like a certain level out there but i mean i love my family out there there are so many good qualities but i also needed something else to be able to like build my career especially at the time when i moved when i was about 24 25 Basically, I wanted to see if I could do something with my music career. So, of course, New York. I wasn't going to go back home. I had already reached like a certain level in, in Finland. And at that time, people already started to like recognize me. And so I was like, you know what? I need to try something that's going to be next level for me. And also just find that purpose in my life. How was that? I feel like when you want more for yourself and when you want to change, I think 
change is always the hardest part. Yeah. So growing up in Finland and then moving into New York, that must mm. have, that's a big change, right? Yeah. To move yes. from your friends and your family to then whole new place, you're not used to it. So how did you adapt? My mom was very strict, for instance, with us in the sense that she always wanted to make sure that we knew where we came from. So my brother and I. So we would do summer vacation in Harlem at my grandma's house. We had like that understanding already. And also in Finland, culture is from America we get like the same series as kind of wasn't like missing too much out of like what was going on and how different it was and also because we had spent time there Coming back for me was just something that I think was in my timeline of my life like something I needed to do because before that I was already studying in the Netherlands in Amsterdam Holland like I was doing two years of university decided you know what it was not for me i hopped on a plane and um came back to new york with two suitcases what you said right there is you knew mm-hmm. right like i feel like people they want to make that change but it's mm-hmm. like like they're scared you gotta have to know yourself you have to know like what your strengths what your weaknesses in order to be yeah there's a saying that goes your life starts at the end of the comfort zone that's something we all have to like think about do you just want to live live comfortably in your little bubble or do you want to explore life and you're still young and i'm really proud of you that you're doing your thing doing your podcast that's what's yeah. up like i really give props for that I, honestly i always tell you like go travel go find out take Mm -hmm. a year off Mm -hmm. if you need to and just like live your life because that's how you're going to find yourself and that's how you're going to find your purpose in life going back right going Mm -hmm. back to what you said in finland Mm -hmm. what what made it feel like it was a glass ceiling where felt like you couldn't reach your potential like was it was it the mindset of of what they were telling you where it's best to do a nine to five an office job post work mindset where it's like If you don't make it on time, you're late. Time is money. Yeah. What is that difference? First of all, Finland is slow. I mean, like anything compared to New York is uh, slow. Honestly, it's people's attitudes, really. Mm -hmm. They can't picture it. So then it's like hard for them to understand what you're picturing or envisioning. Honestly, this might sound really arrogant, but it felt a little bit too easy too comfortable too comfortable like it's a great place raise kids in a different part of your life but for me and my family at this time i don't see myself living there and i haven't seen myself living for almost 20 years it's a really rich experience to have because if i would have grown up in new york just like you said time is money it's fast so who knows what type of person like i would have actually ended up being just thinking about the pandemic blm movement as well the atmosphere on earth feels different like the the vibration on earth after that feels really different but also in in a good way you know because we're constantly moving forward you know things are getting resolved it's an interesting time in human history to be living at this time let's go back to finland finland is like always something that i feel like will always be there for me if i need it and having like my mom there and like other close people in the back of my mind also give me relief because New York is harsh, New York is cold. And like my dad's side of the family that lives in Harlem, they're very different compared to my my mom's side of the family in Finland. I really learned in New York, like, first of all, you got to have like two, three, four incomes, you know, to make it. You got to be on your P's and Q's. Something could pop off anytime and where, any place. 
It's crazy. In Finland, you just, it's like living in suburbia. Different environment as to post yeah, really. else, right? So you got to think about safety and yeah. security. Oh, I wanted to ask you, have you right. been to like China? Have you spent yes. like time there? Yeah. Yes. How was that yes. compared to living uh, in New York? The mindset of, of people there in my yeah. hometown. So like yeah. I grew up in the country. So, mm-hmm. you know, my parents were farmers. Yeah. Uh, fruits, picking out vegetables, feeding animals, feeding like cows. Wow. Yeah. So it's different because yeah, you work all the time, right? Like yeah. you're constantly under the sun where it's hot. Yeah. And that's why they're much more tanner than, than, than <laughs> going up in that environment where it's hot all day and you got to work. Yeah. Opposed to the United States where it's more laid back. I can work from home. I, I, I'm i not sure if that's the same in, in, in Finland. Finland is more high tech they, they everything's like technological everything is on time precisely on time glass page you have everything there mm, there do you feel like there's like a privilege of of being in that environment i mean honestly their social structure is great the finnish social structure i've always told everybody like we don't have homeless people on the streets wow, that's a lot yeah it's very clean always look at the justice system like the pr- prisons for instance like life is only 50 years you know compared to america i think it's about 25 people don't have guns i don't think even the police officers carry guns very interesting right yeah very, very. And like prided myself at, at the fact too that especially when I was younger and I'd go out partying and get pissed <laughs> drunk and go home. I could go home and walk in a miniskirt at like 3 a.m. and nothing's going to happen to you. Whereas in New York, if you do that, you end up on the news. Everything. No, you're going to end up on the news. Very different. You know, as the country, how they view the people. Yeah. Like if you view your people as, you know, good citizens and abide by the law citizens, then mm-hmm. you know, the laws are going to be applicable to them but if you yeah. view citizens as human beings working like like machines all day like yeah. just how you view people is very different yeah did you ever feel like like you were targeted honestly moving from like europe Finland to america that's where i like realized like for instance like colors which is like it, it was really mind-blowing for me because in finland first of all if you're just not white you're not white that's where the line kind of is cut mm-hmm. out here it's like oh you can be light-skinned or dark-skinned or and they separate you through that right. but then colorism is such a disease like why do you have to separate people history yeah they they want to separate you they want to be like oh he's lower than me because how he looks yeah he's higher than me because of how he looks and it's always been like that it's been like a a system of hierarchy i really hope like for the future of like this planet that we can all come together and let go of all that stuff of course i'm a mixed person so i'm like for everybody and my son is like probably six different races he's super mixed so i hope for the future that's gonna be the world because i think it's just disgusting how racism works and how colorism especially in america work your baby is is mixed absolutely yes gorgeous by the how does that make you feel to know that your your baby when eventually when it goes up it's going to be in this environment where yeah. you tried so hard to shelter him from. Yeah. And yet, yeah. you know, he's going to grow up to understand these things. How does that make you feel as a mom? Of course, it's like a little bit nerve wracking in a sense. My baby and his father and I were both mixed. We're all mixed. I'm going to tell my son, like, listen, you are the world. 
how jeans hit anyway the way he came out looking it's such a beautiful thing and also living now on the west coast here in nevada las vegas there's so many mixed kids here so it just like warms my heart like okay <laughs> like, my son isn't the only one i always joke about it with my friends especially the ones who are like maybe mixed or from like somewhere else in new york it's like if you're not if you're not black or white then you must be like puerto rican <laughs> like <laughs> And they start generalizing. Yes. Like, you know, how, like everybody always thinks I'm Puerto Rican or Dominican or something. But it's crazy how they just generalize based on your appearance. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's ridiculous because there's like a whole world out there. Could that possibly be the mindset of New York is just in general? They're used to what they're seeing. Yeah. I've heard so many times where people would tell me I've seen an Asian. I'm like, you've never seen an what? Asian neighborhood before? And they're like, wow. no. Like, in Harlem, th- there's no Asians. But it's also because... Yes, there is. No, you'd be surprised by how many... Wow. But it's like, because they're used to their own environment, they're going to yeah. think, I don't see yeah, it. But it, that's there's true. a whole, you know, there's a whole country yeah. full of Asians. Yeah. But you yes. just don't notice it because you're just box Bubble. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just feel like New York is so big. It's crazy. Like, when you just walk down, let's say you just walk from town Manhattan to lower Manhattan, just see how the neighborhoods change. I feel like New York just so tough, but when you come out like to the West Coast, you see different like lifestyle and there's a lot more people. Like I know you've been to Cali, right? So for instance, there there's a large Asian population and it's just completely different vibe. Are and more accepting. Yes. People are willing to help. Yeah. It's very different. It's, it feels like in New York, it's like people are projected as New Yorkers are nice people. People, but people are disrespectful, <laughs> straight up disgusting yeah. with how yeah. they talk to each other. Oh, it's yeah. Different vibes. Honestly, this is really funny. Like, I actually had a conversation with my friend not so long ago about this because she goes to Cali a lot, but she lives in New York. She was just saying, like, people are more friendly and accepting this in a sense, but also fake. And then New York mm-hmm. is like way more harsh, but people are real. Mm. you know what i mean okay. it, it's, it's like funny how you know east coast versus west coast Great. yeah people are straightforward yes and it yeah. can seem rude yes my Absolutely. husband keeps telling me every now and then like yeah you're like <laughs> you're yeah. like one and i'm like what this is normal what this are you talking about like, you don't want to sugarcoat like, anything oh yeah like in la i feel like people don't want to say mean yeah. things so they yeah. sugarcoat it but it's like oh, yeah. no we're just gonna say what we feel because that's right what we think, right Right. So again, mentality right. mindset is very different. Honestly, we should do like a segment that is like hood versus ghetto. What does it mean? <laughs> like I was explaining to my husband, I was like, yeah, like there's a difference with hood and ghetto. Hood is like hood, like you from New York, like you know what's up, you're on the streets, but it don't mean that like, you necessarily broke or homeless, messed up. Right, right. And, right. and then ghetto is just ghetto. Ghetto, ghetto is just, just like ghetto. Like. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but i feel like that's just you know talk that people don't talk about see it happen they don't talk about it yeah so that's so true it was it was interesting episode because you know we learned a lot about you know different cultures and you mentioned that i wish previous statement you you mentioned that you wish there was a place where everyone can be kind to each other uh help each other out that's world peace yeah that's world peace honey that's that's why i mentioned it in the first statement where i said because it's world peace where everyone can just be free right peaceful and be happy with their their appearance how they look how they yes and not be judged yes let me try that 